0: Hello and welcome to Meandering with Myrne, a potpourri podcast by me, veterinary ethologist Myrna Malani. Join me as I ponder any and all things animal and human, what we know and what we don't, where we've been, where we are, and where we're headed.
1: When I first read about people doom-scrolling, I wondered if doing it could undermine the quality of some companion animals' behavior and mental health, too. If so, that meant this human behavior also could undermine the animal's physical health and the quality of the bonds with their doom-scrolling people. For those unfamiliar with the term, Doom scrolling is social media's version of catastrophizing. Whereas catastrophizing folks focus on the worst outcome when facing health or other problems in their own lives, doom scrollers focus on the worst outcomes and events occurring worldwide. Whatever horrible events social media throws at them, they take it in stress over it, and look for more. Doomscrolling owes its existence and its sometimes negative effects on vulnerable people and their animals to our increasingly sophisticated electronic communication technology. Not only did that technology support the rapid evolution of social media It also fueled the development of sophisticated tracking algorithms capable of feeding users the kinds of posts most likely to feed their needs. For doomscrollers, that means an ongoing barrage of frightening or depressing content. Think of doomscrolling as catastrophizing on steroids, or maybe heroin, because no matter how angry or distraught those who do it feel when they hear about, read, or watch videos of depressing events, doing so paradoxically triggers the pleasure centers of the doom scroller's brain. This increases the probability that those people will continue to indulge in these kinds of activity no matter how depressed it makes them feel. In the past, such systematic attempts to fuel any human attraction to strictly the negative news were limited. Smaller towns and cities usually only had one daily newspaper, while large metropolitan areas with sufficient population could support multiple papers. Unlike doom scroller content providers who can feed their consumers an always available targeted diet of distressing news, newspapers offered an informational potpourri, articles on local, national, and world news of all kinds, weather and stock market reports, sports, lifestyle topics television guides, horoscopes, recipes, puzzles, advice columns, classified ads, letters to the editor, you name it. Electronic versions of some of these papers are available online. A much smaller number still offer printed editions. So while these news publications did cover events, there was plenty of other material that could distract a susceptible brain from locking on to the worst. Commercial radio or television shows broadcast a similarly diverse array of content throughout the day. Thanks to advancements in communication technology, news-only channels then paved the way to doom-scrolling. All the doom producers had to do was ignore any good or neutral news and focus solely on the tragic and terrible. Then they'd use their algorithms to ensure a steady stream of bad news likely to hook an individual doom scroller on a daily basis. For dogs and cats who must spend a lot of time with doom scrolling people, Multiple factors may determine how those people's reaction to their gloomy, doomy electronic diets will affect their animals. One is the animal's level of self-confidence in the scroller's environment. The more confident, the more able to ignore the owner who indulges in gloom and doom. The less confident the animal the more likely to be distressed by a doom-scrolling owner's behavior. Another factor is the amount and quality of any emotional contagion that occurs between the doom-scroller and their animals during the scrolling episode. Much as we'd sometimes like to believe otherwise, Not all dogs and cats possess a desire to function as our emotional support animals. If we want to end or even start our days in bed, doom scrolling, ranting and raving at our screens, and sending our blood pressure and heart rate soaring, some animals may abandon us and seek more peaceful surroundings. Other animals simply may ignore the doom scroller. Some of these dogs and cats may have a weak emotional attachment to their owner to begin with. Others may be emotionally attached, but only within their own limits. After a while, those in this group also may learn to ignore the doom scroller. They still may sleep at the foot of that person's bed or on the floor beside them, but any mutually common physiological and behavioral connection that used to bind them will gradually fade until it no longer exists, at least during the doom-scrolling sessions. Whether it will after those sessions end depends on when if ever, their doom-scrolling people get themselves back under control. If doom-scrollers notice the increased physical and emotional distance between themselves and their companion animals during their doom-scrolling, they may or may not summon the wherewithal necessary to create a more equitable relationship with their dogs and cats. But for as complicated as the emotional life of doom-scrollers and their more stable pets may be, it's even more so for fearful animals in territorial protective mode who can't ignore their scrolling people's emotion-fueled negative behaviors. Unlike owner indifferent animals, they can't escape the negative effects of a life with a doom scroller. And while this always is true, add a pandemic and contentious social and political scenes, and scrollers can choose to wallow in a fresh quagmire of doom 24-7 if they so desire. I don't doubt that owner love may fuel some fearful animals' protective responses to their doom-scrollers, but nor can I ignore the deeply rooted animal need to protect their physical and mental spaces and any valuable resources in it incapable of taking care of themselves. They must do this, though, because their own survival depends on it and their people are too distracted to assume that responsibility for them. For fearful territorial animals in owner and home protective mode, this is a no-win situation with no end in sight, unless the doom scrolling or the relationship with the person doing it ends. How could anyone in a state of hyper-reactivity fueled by doom-scrolling muster the necessary self-control, self-reinforcement, and patience to help such an animal? It would be impossible because, although helping our animals doesn't require a brilliant mind, it does require a thoughtful and committed one. A mind capable of analyzing problem scenarios objectively, considering viable options, and making thoughtful decisions. A mind capable of staying one step ahead, setting the animal up to succeed, instead of being one step behind, reacting to the negative behavior the animal has displayed. I'm not saying doom scrollers can't help their overwhelmed animals. I believe that anything is always possible. But the first step to doing so is one familiar to anyone who has helped their physically or behaviorally hurting animal heal. A willingness to change themselves first.
0: You've been listening to a podcast by veterinary ethologist Myrna Milani. For more podcasts, commentaries, and books about animal behavior and the human-animal bond, and links to behavior and bond sites, check out my website at www.mmalani.com. For more specific information, feel free to email me at mm at all rights related to the content of these podcasts are retained by Myrna Malani. The background music, Molly on the Shore by Percy Granger, is used with permission from Katova Arts, www.katova.com.